You're listening to iOS Dev Break. 15 minutes of current events, tips, and advice for iOS developers, including, but not limited to, discussions of Swift, iOS, watchOS, and tvOS. Welcome to iOS Dev Break episode 11, Beating the Post-WWDC Blues. That's right, welcome to iOS Dev Break episode 11, and uh, we will be talking about beating the post-WWDC blues. I'll explain what that is in just a little bit. Also, uh, we have some interesting new changes to the Swift evolution process with Swift 5, so we'll get to that in just a little bit here with our news and current events. Speaking of news, the first thing we'd like to mention is about some post-WWDC things that Apple has been doing in relation to CoreML. And of course, this is something that was a very one of the hot features that was released at WWDC, announced there, and people have been very excited about CoreML. And, uh, and so uh, what's interesting is that Apple has created a new website uh, specifically dedicated to machine learning, and it's called the Apple Machine Learning Journal. And uh, this is where you can, as they put it, read posts written by Apple engineers, about their work using machine learning technologies to help build innovative products for millions of people around the world. So we see that it's about Apple engineering and the work that they've been doing in this field of machine learning. And so if that's something that interests you, then uh, you should probably check that out. And uh, the first uh, issue or first uh, entry in the, the blog is entitled Improving the Realism of Synthetic Images. So uh, that sounds pretty cool, and especially if you're into machine learning, core ML, then I highly recommend that you check it out, and uh, we will put that link in the show notes. The other bit of news that we have is something that just came in recently, uh, the last couple days here. Um, I saw it from a couple of Twitter posts, uh, one of which was Erica Sadoon, and you know how she's very, very plugged into the Swift Evolution process. And she pointed out that Ted Kremenich uh, from the Swift team had posted that the Swift 5 process begins now. And this was from an email on the Swift Evolution uh, mailing list. And so um, what's interesting, if you read that email, uh, you'll see that the new evolution, uh, the process, the rules now require implementations uh, for language change review. So it's not just a proposal, but there also needs to be an implementation along with that. So um, so that's it seems like a good idea, and I guess we'll see how that pans out. Um, but to quote Ted Kremenek, he says there in the email that uh, requiring an implementation naturally raises the bar for proposals. And then he goes on to say that this could discourage some people from from participating in it. But uh, what's interesting is a couple sentences later on, uh, he mentions that it's not a requirement that the original author be the one who provides an implementation. All that matters is that there is an implementation when a proposal gets reviewed. So maybe if you're working with some other developers on this idea, um, perhaps maybe you are the originator of the proposal, but someone else comes up with the implementation then uh, that, we'll see how this this uh, works out. It sounds like an interesting process, um, and uh, we'll, yeah, we'll see how how this uh, how it goes from here. And uh, I will post links to both Erica Sadoon's blog post that that references this, and also to the original Swift Evolution email too. 
because uh, that is uh, some interesting stuff. And I can't believe that here we are, we're already talking about Swift 5. Uh, we just got Swift 4 landed to us, and uh, it's and we're still uh, sort of digesting and uh, getting used to that. On that topic, I've had a chance to get started with Swift 4, and uh, in fact, I, what I did was I uh, just went ahead and converted um, my the primary project that I'm working on, since it has not been delivered to the App Store yet, and I really don't see this being delivered in time for iOS 11 or before iOS 11. So I kind of thought, well, I'll just bite the bullet um, and just start using the beta versions of Xcode 9 and using Swift 4. And so far it's been going great. The conversion process was virtually painless. And so that speaks well to Apple and the kind of things that they've been really trying to do with Xcode 9, with Swift 4, that now uh, when you go through that uh, conversion process that it, it's not quite as painful as it was when we went from two to three, for example, that was a world of hurt. And so uh, so this was actually um, fairly painless for me, at least. But I don't have a big project, so uh, your mileage may vary, but uh, I certainly hope it goes well for you. One of the other things uh, that I'd like to talk about, this is sort of the main topic of this week, and it goes along with the title of the episode, is uh, about beating the post-WWDC blues. So what do I mean by that? Well, um, some developers, uh, you, may, you may get the idea, especially if you're listening to other podcasts, perhaps uh, independent developers um, who are sort of doing their own thing, They're, they can manage their own destiny. And uh, so after WWDC, they have a ton of work to do and they're very, they're stoked and energized and they are ready to go. Uh, to accept and implement some of these uh, new technologies, and that is totally awesome. That's that's great. Um, but I just thought I'd reach out to some individuals who may may not be feeling quite that way. Um, I, I certainly do fall into this uh, secondary category, where at times I feel a little bit let down. Um, mostly, it's because. Uh, maybe not not actually going to WWDC. Um, that, that's for my category. That's that's uh, I, I felt a little bit uh, sad that I didn't actually get to go to the conference, um, and so I, I get the, a feeling that this is kind of a normal experience for many developers. Maybe it's just because it's my experience, but um, many of us are not working on just our own apps. Many of us are not self-employed. Many of us are working for a, a different company, uh, either a company that develops its own products, or perhaps we work for maybe a consultancy where we are working on other people's projects. And uh, that's that's the case for me, my day job, my uh, regular job that I uh, work at. I am a consultant and I do uh, iOS development and also React Native. So, um, but it's not necessarily working on the projects that, uh, you know, my own things. Um, it's still fun and it's still great and very rewarding and uh, I love doing it, uh, but it just might not be the same kind of thing. So I, I, was, I wanted to reach out to the developers who kind of fit into this category, or maybe maybe you are a .NET developer, or maybe you're a Java developer, or a Ruby developer, or some kind of uh, one of the other platforms, but you have been wanting perhaps to break into iOS um, or maybe you just have a small project on the side that you've been working on, and then after WWDC, things don't quite pan out the way that you had uh, had planned. Um, so 
you know, there's a lot of exciting things that were announced at WWDC. We have iOS 11 and all the, the neat features in, the, in, in that uh, platform, plus Swift 4. Um, and so maybe in your case, you have to support older versions of iOS. You don't get to play with the new stuff. Um, maybe you have to support uh, iOS uh, 10, 9, 8, 7, whatever. Um, you know, in, in my case, as I mentioned, I am an iOS developer and I, uh, the project that I am on right now is actually React Native uh, for the foreseeable future. And I'm actually really enjoying it. It's a great project. Uh, the, the technology is uh, interesting. It's, it's not Swift. It's not iOS. So um, for me, that's a, a bit of a negative but um, it is what it is, and uh, it, the project itself is a lot of fun, and I work with a great team, so no complaints there. But I still do suffer from this post-WWDC um, blues, the, the letdown afterwards, and so I thought it might be good to, to chat about how we can overcome this. Uh, we may even feel a little bit powerless, too, because especially if we are part of an organization that dictates what tools, platform, project... Uh, features that we work on. Um, maybe we wish we could be working on some of the flashy new things, but it doesn't always work out that way. So um, maybe we, there are th some things that we can do about it. And that's, that's really what I wanted to discuss is like, how do we get over this? How do we, how do we get by the fact that we may have a little bit of a letdown uh, after WWDC, after that hype wears off? And uh, so one of the things we can do, and I do this, uh, is that I actually, I keep watching the WWDC videos. Uh, I have a, a, a little schedule that I try to follow. And uh, even when I don't uh, follow that particular schedule, sometimes I'll go back and watch the ones that I really enjoy. Uh, so maybe that's one, that you, one thing that you might try doing. If there is a video on a topic that you really either, uh, maybe you have an idea about an app that you have been working on or you it's been brewing in your head and it has a specific feature or a technology um, aspect that you are interested in, maybe you can go back and rewatch those videos. Um, and then you can, uh, that way, if you do that, it keeps your interest up. So you're not just robotically going through all the WWDC videos and, you know, but of course, some are more interesting than others. Not all of them are fantastic, uh, but it's uh, good to go back and review the ones that, that you particularly enjoy. Uh, and it, uh, when you do this, it also helps you get a better grasp on what's coming up in the language and frameworks for iOS, especially in the things that you are interested in working on. Another thing that you can do, uh, and this is what I've done, is uh, you can either start or reboot a side project. And in my case, uh, WWDC actually helped me kind of uh, reboot, restart the the project that I was working on prior to WWDC. And as it turns out, there's there's things in there um, that I, I really needed to fix uh, or... Um, Actually, there was a library uh, that was a third-party library that I just realized I came to the realization that I needed to get rid of it. And uh, so that was painful because it uh, gave me a lot, but it was also uh, necessary because it was a library that uh, that was just not being maintained. Um, so uh, it was more of a liability. So I'm, now I'm, I'm actually really enjoying implementing things in more of a vanilla iOS using the frameworks that, that we are given by Apple as opposed to using a, an external library. Um, so 
the the thought around this is that if you start a new project, it doesn't have to be a big one, could be a small one. It doesn't even have to be one that you feel like you're going to uh, release, but maybe it's something you can just work on when you're at lunchtime. Or uh, maybe if you're a commuter, you can you can work a little bit on the bus or train or whatever you're doing uh, or on the way home. Uh, those little side projects can really help keep that momentum going and keep your interest. So uh, that's something you might try to uh, try to do. Another thing, if you are uh, able to do this, if you have the schedule that allows for it, is go to your uh, local meetups. And uh, this might be a good alternative for someone has who has that time. Uh, I've found that it's difficult for me because of family obligations and so forth, and also the fact that I'm, I don't live in San Francisco where all the big um, meetups happen. Uh, so for me, it's very difficult. Uh, but there have been some local ones up here in the Sonoma County region. So for that, it's been great to be able to participate uh, a couple times in, in some of those. And uh, maybe it's something that you could actually present something from WWDC. Pick a topic that you liked and work up a little 15-minute uh, presentation. Talk to a meetup. Uh, talk to the organizers and see if maybe you can just uh, share that with them. They'd probably be happy to, to have that. Uh, the other thing, too, is that you can, when you're at a meetup, you'll find lots of other developers. Probably other developers who are in situations very similar to yours. Uh, they may even be feeling this way of the, the post-WWDC blues. Um, and then maybe you can work with them together and uh, uh, find ways to encourage one another to keep on, keep on going. And uh, that way you also will you'll meet others in the community uh, in your area, other iOS developers. And that's always good to uh, have those kinds of um, uh, those contacts and uh, to be able to network in that way. So uh, that way you always have folks around you that um, that share your interests, share your skills, and uh, that you can also keep up that interest level in WWDC and the, the new technologies such as Swift 4 and iOS 11. So that way, if you are successful in doing those things, in reviewing the WWDC videos, going over those again, watching the ones that you're really interested in, perhaps starting or rebooting a side project of yours, or uh, also going to meetups, then you will be able to beat the post-WWDC blues. And I wish you well in that endeavor. And uh, if you're still jazzed about WWDC and all the things that have come out since uh, since then, uh, it's been two months now, uh, almost exactly. So uh, that's, that's awesome. And uh, maybe if you are one of those who's still stoked about WWDC and uh, the, the new technologies and frameworks and, and adjustments that have been made, then uh, maybe that's something that you can do to help other people to stay excited about that. Maybe you can uh, talk it up on Twitter or something like that um, and reach out to folks uh, and help them if, uh, if they're getting discouraged. So that way you can be a little cheerleader for, for that. So um, anyway, I hope in whichever case you fall into, I hope it goes well. And I have a couple of extra things that I wanted to share with you, but uh, some tips and tricks, but I will actually move that to the next episode. So you'll have to wait till then, but I will be sure to record again soon. If you would like to help iOS Dev Break, there's a couple of ways in which you can help. Uh, the first way is just by spreading the word. Uh, a simple tweet about the show in general or uh, perhaps an episode that you like would be greatly appreciated and it will help to get the word out about iOS Dev Break. Just be sure to mention the show's Twitter username, which is iOS Dev Break.
The second way that you can help is by visiting our Patreon page at uh, www.patreon.com forward slash iOS devbreak. And there's several levels of support to choose from, and uh, any help you can give will be greatly appreciated. And uh, the great thing is that it helps us to pay for our monthly podcast hosting, so we certainly appreciate any help that you can that you can give. Uh, and uh, if not, certainly just uh, mentioning us on Twitter is great as well, and we appreciate anything that you can do. If you've already supported the show in some way, uh, I would personally like to thank you very much for that and i hope the show and its content continues to live up to your expectations and feel free to give me feedback on twitter by tweeting again to ios dev break and uh, i will respond to that as soon as i can i'd also like to mention our sponsor for this week and this week it is again cloud city development so i would like to thank them and would you like to work with Cloud City Development's awesome developers and designers on your next iOS, Rails, React, or React Native app project? Uh, do you need additional senior developers to augment your current development team? Do you need expert advice and skills in DevOps? Uh, if you've answered yes to any of those questions, please contact Cloud City Development today and see how we can help you. Uh, you'll be in good hands, and we love working with nice people who have great ideas, and uh, we love to help you out. So for more information and a complimentary half-hour consultation, feel free to contact us. Check us out at cloudcity.io. So that's about it for uh, this week. Uh, I think I may have gone over time, and I apologize for that, but it's been a little while uh, since I did uh, an episode, so I probably owe you some extra time there. Um, so that is about it. I have another couple of things that I will share, but I think because we're out of time, I'll move it to the next one. So thank you very much for listening to this episode, and I will catch you on the flip side on iOS Dev Break. Break.